Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Hello there, wealthies. I'd like to start by giving big thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Turnkey Podcast. Their sponsorship lets me bring you great interviews and great shows. Hey, I loved uh, standing a chance or spending a moment with, uh, with Erica Ross Krieger on her show, The Entrepreneur's Cafe. And uh, because I was on Erica's show, I am providing to her community, The Entrepreneur Cafe community, a podcasting toolkit. So if you want to get a toolkit, understanding how to get into podcasting, why podcasting might be for you, or if you are podcast curious and just thinking about podcasting as a part of your future... Uh, we're providing the toolkit free of charge because you're in Erica's community. You'll receive as a part of the toolkit our Be a Great Guest workshop. So you'll learn whether you're a good guest or a good host, better of which of those two things that you want to get into. Plus, you'll receive Secrets of Successful Podcasters Revealed, which is our ebook. And then finally, you'll also get as a part of the toolkit a 30-minute podcast strategy session to discover how podcasting either as a guest or a host can be used as a high visibility tool for you and your business. Go to turnkeypodcast.com forward slash toolkit. That's turnkeypodcast.com forward slash toolkit or check the link in the show notes. Welcome to the cafe, everybody, and a big juicy episode. As I've said before, we're all about creating true wealth from the inside out here in the cafe. Now, we've done some episodes on the internal wealth mindset for a while, but today we're diving into some outside actions for entrepreneurs to take to protect their wealth with our special guest. So let me introduce her. Sherry S. Hill is president and CEO of Sage International Inc., a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. Sherry's been working with entrepreneurs, investors, professionals, and nonprofit founders for over 27 years, helping them to start and grow a successful business. I know because she helped me start mine. She knows that to win in business, you need to be tough, think big, and become skilled. She's also known as the wealth protection diva. As a gutsy, successful business owner and creative mentor to many, she loves to give back. She serves on three local nonprofit boards, is a national speaker, best-selling author, and host of the weekly broadcast, The Sherry Hill Radio Show. And when she's not helping folks figure out how they're going to change the world. She does it herself as a beekeeper. Now, how sweet is that? Welcome to the cafe, Sherry Hill. Oh, thank you, Erica. Always so good to connect with you. I love having you here. We've only tried to do this forever. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, my um, listeners here are entrepreneurs, and one of the things I love to have our guests talk about is their own entrepreneurial journey. So tell us about yours. Well, it started a long time ago, and actually it didn't start with this company, Sage International. My journey started really in my 20s when I realized that I'm unemployable. And so it, it became clear to me that I had a really hard time working for other people. And so that kind of uh, launched me into, well, how do I create my own destiny? And my dad was, was a big part of that. He'd always owned business. We owned bicycle shops and he owned 
auto detail shops. And so he was always dabbling in the entrepreneurial world. And so my first company was a chocolate manufacturing business in Santa Rosa, California. Had a blast that lasted five years, learned some very tough lessons. However, it was not hard to sell chocolate, especially when it was so good. <laughs> From that, ended up you know, working with my dad again, and we eventually moved to Reno and established Sage International. And so for me, it's really kind of been a fascinating journey because I was an escrow officer in California for a long time, and now I work with so many real estate investors, all that knowledge gets to be used again. But what I have learned in 27 years through Sage International is how not to go out of business. And when I say that, it's because, you know, you can make a lot of mistakes, you can have a lot of successes, but it's like any business, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, some controllable, some not. And it's just how have, you know, I developed individually, how has this company developed, and it's just been a really fun journey. And, you know, talking about the what's going on now, I mean, I came through 9-11, I came through the 2008 you know, recession. And so I am way more prepared than most people because I've experienced what does it mean to go through tough times in business. And here we are again with, you know, lots of things going on economically and yet still standing. You are still standing and it's amazing. Now I want to, I want to pick up on what you said about that. You learn things about how not to go out of business. Let's see if it's tied to this. You mentioned somewhere on your website that there are three flaming arrows of challenge. Now, do those three flaming arrows of challenge have anything to do with how not to go out of business? They do to a degree, yes. So when I, when I talk about the three flaming arrows of challenge, I mean, Erica, you know, you help people become wellness coaches. And really part of that is, you know, creating your lifestyle and working in an industry that you love and helping a lot of people. But ultimately, it's because we want to be able to support our lifestyle. We want to grow a successful company, and that looks different for everybody. And so for some, it means that beyond our W-2 or the way that we make our income, we become investors, whether in the stock market or real estate. And what happens is, the more wealth you create, the more other people want it. And so the three flaming arrows <laughs> are really looking at, you know, taxes, liability exposure, and then estate planning and probate. So those are three arrows that are pointing at us constantly when someone's creating wealth, building hard-earned wealth, developing assets, whether income-producing or not, that if you end up in trouble, that's what they're going to end up with. So that, that is my world. So I help people understand how to structure, and I know we're going to talk about that, you know, structure so that those three flaming arrows of challenge, while they may be pointed at you, doesn't mean that you're going to lose everything you've worked so hard to create. Because you have awareness now around them and what you can do. And like you said, we will talk about that. So what about the other part about you learning how not to go out of business? 
So a lot of that is, you know, when you grow a company, the game changes when you end up with employees, right? So as a solopreneur, every decision is about how does this affect you and your clients. Once you bring on employees, which at one time I had 24 and hated life, didn't even want to go to work, (laughs) down to where I've had seven who are fantastic and have been with me for a long time to really understand, you know, where, where is your comfort zone as far as how many people do you want to be responsible for? And in a business with employees and lots of clients, you also have service providers, vendors. So when you weigh all that on your own shoulders and go, who am I working for? How big do I want to grow this company? Every decision doesn't affect just me. It's a domino effect for, for myself, literally, hundred plus people when you put it all together. Right. So motivation of not going out of business gets pretty intense because it's not just me. It's I have a hundred people that I'm helping to stay in business, employees that have families to support. And so it's, it's part of its mindset. Part of it is financial wherewithal, better decision-making, and really understanding, you know, literally, I'm always five years out. Where am I trying to go? What do we need to work on? What is our strategic plan? And always thinking in the future. Got it. So let's segue into what are some of the things that the entrepreneurs listening here can do to protect their wealth? You and I have talked about this, what I can do for mine, but a lot of them don't know. So let's go there. Right. So let's start with solopreneurs. If you're operating as an individual and you don't have any kind of corporation or LLC around you, what ends up happening is that if something happens, so we have liability exposure, whether you have a business, teenage children, an aggressive dog, the IRS, disgruntled employees, any local, you know, kind of requirements from, you know, business licensing, all those things, especially, you know, environmental, all those things that, you know, if you operate solely as an individual in your own personal name, then everything you earn, if you get into trouble, any kind of liability, whether it's taxes, lawsuits, you name it, everything you own is up for grabs because there's no wall between you and the company or you and the outside world. So those three arrows could all come in. Correct. So we usually start with, you know, forming, whether it's an S-corp, an LLC, so that we start to build a business. That's the other thing. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time and energy, and I look at a business as an asset. Is this something that at some point you want to sell in the future? You want to pass down to a family? Hard to do when you're a sole proprietor, right? Because there's nothing to sell. Right. So from that, depending on the type of business you're in, sometimes I use C corporations because you're someone who's going to grow a large organization, have employees, want to offer benefits. C corporations make a lot of sense. If you are an investor, I deal with thousands of real estate investors. And of course, we use LLCs or series LLCs to protect those assets. So when I talk about asset protection, what I'm protecting is those streams of revenue. 
So we look at what is every stream of revenue coming in? Do we need to put a box called an entity, corp, LLC, limited partnership, whatever it is around it, so we protect that stream of revenue from the others and the outside world? Got it. So I don't know. Did we cover all of them? What are what are so, all well, the types of the business entities? Yeah. So most people are familiar with S-Corps or LLCs, which are typical for, you know, smaller businesses. What changes is depending on how much revenue you intend to generate, which is going to drive the decision around how I want that entity taxed, whether I want it taxed as a pass-through or as an S-Corp where you get onto payroll or a C-Corp where you're on payroll. So those are the conversations I have with individuals to determine what are you doing? How are you making your money? How much are you making is going to drive the right entity taxed in the right way. So, so taxes is our number one issue. Right. We don't all end up in lawsuits, but we do end up dealing with taxes every year. Right? Right. So is there... I wouldn't say a hard and fast rule, but how do how do people listening know that it might be time to incorporate or establish an entity or even to reach out and call you and find out? So if you're earning more than $50,000 a year as just revenue coming in, not if you're a W-2 working for someone else and I can't help you, right? Unless you're a W-2 working for someone else and now you have a bunch of real estate investments, then I can help you. So typically the threshold is about $50,000 a year because now when you think of that, you know, that's all landing on your personal tax return. If you have a spouse and their income's landing on it, you know, all of a sudden now we're moving into a different tax bracket. So if you are a solopreneur or someone who is earning more than $50,000 a year, then it's time to think about setting up the business. Got it. Now, you know, it's funny. I've talked to many people and many clients who are maybe around the just beginning six-figure mark, and they're not incorporated yet. And they'll say to me, yeah, but I don't want to go through all the hassle. It's going to be so much work. So like, how do you answer that one? Well, you don't do the work, I do. So I, I make it easy because I do all the setup. All you have to do is sign some papers and go open your bank account and anyone that's paying you, you start to run it through the bank account, right? So nothing else really changed except when you start to uh, need to pay yourself payroll, but there are companies that handle payroll and I encourage that. So, you know, I find it interesting that, you know, people will spend, you know, endless hours disputing a $30 credit card charge, but when it comes to effectively reducing their taxes, it becomes too much work. Right. So here's what I say to those people. Thank you. Because you are contributing into the federal government and the state government. You're paying all those taxes. I am someone who legally has completely reduced my taxes so I only pay my fair share and not one dime more. So if you want to overpay into the government, go for it. We need roads. We need good schools. Thank you. I want to work with people that have a wealth mindset and understand that you can do way more good if you put that money in your own pocket instead of Uncle Sam's. Love that. Well, that's who we have listening. We call the 
people that listen into the Entrepreneurs Cafe, the wealthies, and we spell it W-E-L-L-T-H-I-E-S, as in, you know, wealth and health all mixed together. So they mm-hmm. call themselves the wealthies. And I think the wealthies would be really happy to uh, have a conversation with you. And I know you've talked about that. Um, tell us how that would work. So I offer a free 30-minute consultation. You can reach out. I know, Erica, you're going to put my info on the, I'm sure, the site, the podcast, but, you know, 1-800-254-5779. Get on my calendar. You get a free 30-minute consultation. What I'm looking for is really that conversation around, you know, where are you working? How much money are you making? What other assets do you have that are generating revenue? And from that, I'm going to give you, here's your options, here's your choices. And then if you decide to move forward with entity creation, we do all the work. We do all 50 states and then we support you. So as part of our ongoing support, you get to ask all your questions. I'm an educator. That's what I spend most of my time doing is educating my clients about here's what's next. Here's why you shouldn't be trying to do this all on your own. We're usually your first call right? I got something weird in the mail. I don't understand something. My, my barber's neighbor who used to be a CPA 30 years ago told me I should never do this. Those are the kinds of questions I want to hear, right? Because they're not, you also have to understand, Erica, I'm, I have a really interesting perspective because not only am I building and still growing a very successful company, in the trenches every day, boots on the ground, I'm helping other people start and grow successful companies. Right. So everything I teach and talk about is based on my own personal experience. These are the things I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And this is how it's working for me. Walk in your talk, my yes. dear. Yes. So uh, good. Um, I will put all that info mm-hmm. in the show notes. And that was good to hear. So it's not necessarily the same solution for everybody and it's not necessarily the same solution for everybody in every state and you handle all the different states. Correct. And everyone is unique. Your goals, what you're trying to achieve is unique. And so that's why every single client I talk to, I want to know, right? And I'm always fascinated by what people are doing and how we can help them. And then our number one word, our favorite word is simplicity. We're gonna make it easy so that you get started right. And you know, one of the hardest things for a lot of our clients is they wanna complicate things, they wanna make it hard, and we make it so easy they don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) More more time for work, more time for play, more time for, Yeah. yeah. So have things changed much for you since uh, the onset uh, as the time we're recording this in the middle of uh, the pandemic and all that? Or are you still keeping on, keeping on, doing everything? We have been almost busier. It's really interesting because a lot of people in creativity and innovation have had to make some changes. And so I've worked with some of my same clients for, you know, close to 25 years and some are exiting out physically and financially, so things change in that regard. But for us, it's been really interesting. And a lot of my time is also spent when crises hit. I saw this back in um, you know, 2008 as well. I end up forming a lot more nonprofits. 
And so oh. that's always interesting too. So yeah. you do that. And then isn't there something, and uh, it's my naivete, so jump in. Isn't there a B Corp now? Yes, it's called a Benefit Corp. So what's and that? I formed some of those. They are essentially, you know, designed for people that want to really promote, you know, people, planet, process, showing that they're good stewards of our planet, their people. They're a little more complicated because there are some, you know, third-party criteria that you need to establish. But what I have always said is I can do the same exact thing through my existing company. I don't really need to go to the whole B Corp. So while they were kind of a rage about four or five years ago, I don't hear much about them now. Uh, got it. Yeah, I've I've found them. I mean, we've been with you for what, 20 something years? Yes. And I've found what we've set into place is just working for us extremely well still. And that uh, has really helped us protect our assets, our wealth. So really, and, and it's a good, it's a good thought. I mean, you should be any of us who are in business. I mean, we do have to be thinking about: Are we helping our employees live better lives? Are we ensuring that the products and service that we deliver on are, you know, ecologically more friendly? You know, so it, it, it's a good conversation and a good thought process. I don't need, know that you need to go through the whole B Corp certification in order to accomplish it. So, Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I love about our work with you is we have mail go up to you as well for um, one of our corporations that's, act, and I don't mind saying it on, on, uh, on. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I have clients that they don't really have a location. And so we provide that address that they can have all their mail and everything shipped to. For some people, you know, we have to form in the state that they live in. Others, because they're doing everything online or they live in another country but are doing U.S. business, we can provide a Nevada entity with a Nevada address. But, you know, I'm not here to promote Nevada. I start with where are you, where are you generating revenue? Why does it make sense to use your home state versus a Nevada? I mean, I have people call me and go, I'm in California, but I'm going to move in three months. Well, I'm not going to form a California entity, right? Right. I really want to make sure it's where are you, um, do we need to take advantage of home-based business deductions? I mean, there's a lot to it. And, and let me just say that, you know, one of the big, huge, when we talk about how not to go out of business, you know, when all the online, now remember, I've been doing this for 27 years. There was no internet when I started, right? And so when the advent of all the legal Zooms and on, you know, $99 plus state fees, you know, I had to really dig deep to figure out, do I want to compete in that market? And I never did. Because I realize that why I have such tr- great clients and why I am still in business is because people pay for this 27 years of knowledge that I have gained by asking a million questions and answering a million questions. You can't get that off an online filing service. I am not a filing service. I'm an educational company that uses entities to help you achieve your goals reduce your taxes, protect your assets, and think futuristically with legacy, estate planning, all those things. It's so powerful because I know for us, and this was ages ago, 
we went from, and it wasn't just the dollar mark, but you know, like, oh, you make 50,000 or 100,000 or whatever. Oh, it's time to, to form an entity. It was, all right, we're not going to be a hobby anymore. We're going to take steps into really forming a business, protecting ourselves, protecting what we're building. And that was the time for us where we knew, okay, pull on the big kid pants and now let's, let's rock. Well, yeah, because you guys recognize that you're building a business, right. right? And so how do you protect the name of that company, your brand, all your intellectual capital that you've created? This podcast now is intellectual capital, right? Right, right. And so all of that you want under, uh, you know, an entity because that's the business. If you ever went to sell or had someone interested it's like, look at all these assets I have built within this organization. And so it's just, it's a beautiful way to step out of the business and look at it as, you know, I want to grow a company and it's not me. It's this other thing that has life and creativity and innovate. It needs me, but I am not the business. Does that make sense? I love that. Well, sure. Yeah. That, I mean, I, back in the golden days a million years ago when Gerber wrote the, the e-myth, that was one of his biggest statements, which is there's you, there's your business, you aren't your business, you know. It's right, there so, to so serve you have your to work life. on it and strategize and plan. It, it takes you to bring in the culture, the life, the energy, but it has a life of its own. It has its own energy. And right now, I mean, Sage International is 27. It's still hip and hopping, right? right. I'm not 27. <laughs> so that's why I need my other people, my employees, my, you know, their youth, they're bringing in a, a different energy and, and we have a really good time. And that's why I'm still as passionate today that I was, you know, decades ago because every single day I travel vicariously through my clients. So I end up in New York or Texas or California every single day, uh, all over the country, and it's just a lot of fun. And I know I'm, I'm moving the needle. I'm, I'm, I have been in economic development, building small business across this country for 27 years. I'm proud of that. And you should be. And I think you're even more passionate now than you were when I first met you. Well, sure, because now people are fighting for businesses and it's just, it's so frustrating, you know, what a lot of these organizations are going through. Some is going to be healthy outcomes and unfortunately for a lot, it's not. But, you know, if you still have drive and energy, then, you know, you will overcome. It may look a little different your company on the, the backside, but, you know, you have to have faith and belief in yourself to survive. So I love that. Well, so I'm going to turn as we're getting closer to wrapping up, I want to turn back to the very beginning it may seem like out of left field, but I want to know anyway, tell me about beekeeping. <laughs> yes. Well, because, you know, bees are struggling and so I'm in the state of Nevada, which, you know, you think of sagebrush and desert, right? Not a lot of uh, agriculture. And I'm just fascinated by the whole ecosystem of bees. And right now I have three hives in my backyard. We're ready to pull honey this weekend. Oh. And it's, what's really fascinating is the, the industry of beekeeping, but 
people who are beekeepers. I mean, we're people who love bugs, right? That's odd. And yet we're helping the planet. We're helping our community. It has forced me to really look at my yard and build a beautiful, you know, pollinator yard. So it's not just the bees, it's the hummingbirds, it's the moths, it's all the birds and the critters that all live in my yard because I have this, you know, really, I think it's almost Eden. It's so wonderful. And I love being in my yard. Oh, I right? love being. <laughs> being, yes. <laughs> oh, that so is- it's a great hobby. And for a lot of people that are looking for, you know, what's a hobby that I don't, you know, a horse you need to feed every day, even though bees are livestock, it, they're, they're not as difficult. It, you know, it's a bit of an investment to get into. And I encourage people to get, there's always local beekeeper organizations, but I've just enjoyed it tremendously. And it's very calming. I love that. Well, see, people can get into that. They'll be protecting their wealth, doing an entity, and then they can go learn how to keep bees. That's right. I call it liquid gold, right? <laughs> love that. Well, Sherry, darling, as we wrap up, any uh, final words of wisdom or advice you want to say to any, the community? Yeah. So I just want to say if you're someone who, you know, is really in the wealth building process, then I'm a great asset to your team because I come in with a different knowledge base on how do we really put that foundation under your dream so you can grow your wealth and make sure that, you know, you're doing everything you should be doing to protect it. So take advantage, free consult. I love that. Well, Sherry, thanks for being here. And I want to say to the wealthies community, Never forget that success is in your nature. True wealth is built from the inside out. And as we heard from our guest, Sherry Hill, today, protecting your wealth is a very important part of that equation. All of Sherry's information, including how to access her free 30-minute consultation, her website, her radio show, it's all going to be right here in the show notes. And thanks again to our sponsor, Turnkey Podcast, as well. But Sherry, thanks so much for being here and we're over and out. So, okay, podcast team, take us out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion take that inspired action and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free entrepreneur's toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.